Yes. Yeah. So, should we jump in? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do All it. All right. Let's just jump into episode 20. Right. So, this is Craven. This is Zach. Uh, and welcome to episode 20 of the Arl Knots podcast. Uh, the first podcast. <laughs> Smash Uh-oh. of uh, the year 2020. Number oh, 20. episode 20 and 2020. 20 twin twin. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. We're going to be dropping 20. 20 facts about 20 things multiplied by 20. and In 20 minutes. Yeah, in 20 minutes. <laughs> and then neither one of us is going to have a voice left because both of us are having some sort of respiratory throat issues. Yeah, right we now. are definitely, uh, but both, both of us have been sort of in the, in the sick place. Yeah. In and out of the sick uh, place, which is just New York city at this point. I think yeah. we're, history is going to look back on this time and be like, that's when it all began. The, the viral outbreak that wiped out. Yeah. It started with children. that just can't cover their fucking mouths when they cough. And then it just, it snowballed from there. It's been pretty harsh. Uh, I, every time yeah. I see, so I always tell people, I'm like, you know, I watched Good Omens, and they had like more. Uh, the the show had a modern sort of updated contemporary versions of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and of course they all rode sweet choppers and were all like edgy and yeah, yeah. But in, in reality, pestilence would just be a small child just coughing as hard as they can without covering their mouth. That's what pestilence would be. And I would just be like, that's it. It's over. We're, we're all dead. I'm not even sure how they missed that Yeah. in the show. And, and the mom would be like, we just let them do whatever they want. It's all natural. And that's, you know, death or whoever. <laughs> death is the parent that won't police their kid at all. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're like all it. sick yeah. in New York. And uh, it was, you uh, just had a birthday. Awesome. Happy birthday, man. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was uh, fun. We had we had a lot of fun. It's been nonstop, hard, like you know, the holidays moving right into now. It seems like every couple of days there's been some big <laughs> dumb event, and they just don't they, they don't stop. Can't you know? stop, won't stop. We're gonna be dancing again soon. There's always like the next dance night. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. What's it's your, been a pretty crazy. What's couple, your next couple uh, months? What's your next dance night? Uh, Friday, I think. Oh, me too. What are you doing? Yeah. Let's talk about dancing. I feel like we don't dancing, talk about dancing um, enough. I feel like uh, people don't know man. that you're like a dancer. Like you, you if, <laughs> if there's a dance floor, that's, you're going to go to it. Like that's not like one of those I am things on where it. it's like, yeah, yes. you're, you're definitely on it. Yeah, I, uh, I do enjoy a good dance. Yeah. To a good house track. But sometimes... Uh, I, oh man, I'm blanking on the name of the place that we're going to, but they, uh, there's a DJ who spins really obscure music from the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Like stuff, stuff that never chart, you know, charted. And, uh, it's always cool to go and explore music from certain decades that sort of never cut through the mainstream. You know, there are a lot of amazing gems in there. I think the last time I actually saw you dancing was at a sort of old jazz DJ mm. set. I, I can't remember. It was, it was your. It was a birthday party, actually. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the maybe a repeat was, of that. Yeah, ooh, that was a good night. You got to come to if you're going to be in the city on Friday. You got to swing by where we're going to be at the Jive dancing party. Uh, oh man, at Otto's Shrunken Head. Going, 
jive dancing. It's that the same. Great. It's the same stuff. You know, it's like sixties. You know, yeah. Uh, just swinging. I mean, it's not swinging because swing dancing is totally different. That's. Uh, I like the the sort of factions in these these dance scenes where like jive dancers. I, for more for the most part seem to loathe swing dancers because jive dancing is is basically <laughs> geared towards drunk people that are, maybe aren't coordinated enough to, to to remember dance moves it's like a party dance whereas swing dancing is like we're here to show off and take up as much space as possible because fuck you if you're not as good as yeah. us you're not allowed to have as good a time as we are and you just sit there and be impressed by us and uh so it's you see, harsh, these, man. yeah, it seems you that hate, way. You hate swing dance. No, no, this is. I'm just translating what I feel like I've seen from. I'm just a. a yeah, oh. no, I get it. That's pretty funny. So let's um let's let's talk about what's on the menu for today. I yeah, think we're gonna talk about our thoughts on. Uh, well, we're gonna give you guys some updates. Yeah. On where we're at with some projects <laughs> and what's coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about. Our thoughts. I think we're going to talk about our thoughts on Star Wars. Yeah, we got yeah. some Star Wars thoughts. We can kind of do a. We mentioned maybe just kind of doing the best of 2019 because there was a lot of good TV that happened. Um, oh yeah, and some good entertainment. Yeah, yeah. In general, uh, one of those is not Automata. Was that the movie we watched over the holidays? Was that uh with Antonio Bender, with Antonio Bender, who's not even billed Antonio. on the on the on the the movies page when you go to yeah like when order you it. when you go there in Netflix, <laughs> he's this he's the main actor in the film. He's basically in every scene, and he's not listed in the credits on the Netflix page. And I wonder if it's it was really like a, an Alan Smithy kind of thing where he watched the final cut and was just like, they're like, how would you like to be credited? He just goes, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. That's no like need. what happened with, um, that's like what happened with the guy who did tree world. Oh yeah. Tree world guy. Yeah. You'll never know his name. The mysterious rapper from tree world. It's one of us for all, yeah. you know, he, he just was like, he did the exact same thing to us. We're like, how would he you like to be credited? To not be credited. <laughs> you go, how do you, how do you like to be credited? He goes, no, no credit. I was like, Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Wow. Okay. I was like a little taken aback by that. But then again, I know he, he does raps for, I mean, that's probably just his go-to thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be associated with anything because I have an actual career. Yeah, he's he's over, over here. Yeah, he's probably got a real. You know, how funny would it be though if he? That sort of happens to commercial artists too. They become more known for the thing that they were just like they farted out <laughs> for money than the yeah. thing that they're actual actually passionate about. Um, I now I want to go look up some of his stuff and see what he's up to. He slayed those Tree World lyrics, though. He is an accomplished lyricist and uh, and performer. Yeah, he could spit bars, yeah. as they say in the uh, in the underground. <laughs> but, so let's uh, see. Yeah, so want to talk uh, about some of the things that we have coming up? Yeah, well, let's do updates. We uh, we had a pretty big end of the year with our with our Mando video, and that was sort of yeah we used as um as a a way to sort of update people on what we want to do and push for fundraising on episode seven, eight, and nine, that's which we've decided we, we want to do, we're going to do, and we know yep. how we're going to do it. So roughly. Yep. Yep. Uh, and we would rather not take three years to, to make yeah, them all. Exactly. 
yeah, so we've begun on that. That that process is rolling. We've got a story worked out. We have uh, a number of uh, scenes planned and some uh, songs that <laughs> are planned that are coming out pretty good. Feeling yeah. pretty good about all of that. And uh, yeah, we're excited. We hope that we can, you know, jump in and and get them done a little bit more efficiently than than the previous things and we're gonna it, it's kind of interesting because the movies are so different uh than the, the 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 prequels and the original you know uh three films and it's like yeah you know but we want the same type of comedy in there but it's going to feel a little bit different uh i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that kylo ren is not going to sound like our version of kylo ren from our kylo reacts yeah that kylo videos. ren is yeah essentially that kylo that's ren just not is, the, uh, it's is just not the character yeah that's just an off-camera version of the real kylo ren this is like a candid just casual relaxing still not quite in character but definitely not out of character kylo ren so that's 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 the real kylo ren <laughs> we made him as if he's just in between scenes of the actual story so that's uh Yep. We got a whole new guy that's probably even better in a lot of ways. And <laughs> yep, that's gonna be um, fun. We yeah, it's not, it's not too much of a spoiler because we were even gonna tease some of it in some preview footage. We were gonna throw out some. Uh, we were gonna throw yeah, out a bit, that's which we still might. That's one of the to, things that we yeah. may be doing in the next couple months is putting together like a trailer. Yeah, uh, of some possible you know uh, giveaways there on on story and some of the places that we're going to take it to and those teasers may come in a couple different forms we have a couple things that might feel almost like standalone pieces uh but that are still a tease of those episodes and we might break out one of the songs yeah from the one of the episodes first and all of this is sort of to get attention you know more attention on on those episodes so we can really bolster support for those yeah and we appreciate we've gotten a lot of uh new support we got, of course, people that have just continued to support us for years, and that's really encouraging. It's just super encouraging because some yeah. of you uh, have pointed out to us that video content creation is just not working for a lot of people. Like College Humor just recently laid off all of their video content staff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, you know, and there's just continuing drama with like how you're supposed to be successful on YouTube, and it's just... It's not really an environment that for stability, you know, it's just like you're if you're a teenager and you live at your parents house, feel free to make as much shit as you want. Otherwise, just don't even think about trying to make this into a career. That's um, and so the, having people out there that want to see us make stuff so much that they're willing to support us is, is pretty awesome. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, because it's easy to look at the way things are panning out on these platforms and be like, we, there's no hope, you know, it's like, we, why are we even doing this? There's no avenue of success. There's no hope for like, even if we have a video that does really well, there's no guarantee that we'll be able to do it again next month. You know, it's, there's no yeah. guarantee that we'll get views based on how many subscribers we have. Like there is no guarantees at all. Like you can have the numbers, you can have the support, uh, you could have the the high engagement or whatever. And it just ultimately is meaningless. And the only thing that has meaning is fan support. Just the, the people that watch your stuff saying they want to see more of it enough that they'll jump on board and help you out like that. And 
Because like, totally. it's just really excited to to keep working on these things and just sort of also gives us like encourage us to like not really give a shit about how they're going to perform on YouTube because yeah we know who we're making them for you know yeah and and uh, it's been really cool hanging out with everybody on Discord yeah uh, we just had like a ton of fun talking to people there and getting to know some of the people from uh from that community and yeah. it's been really cool so that's one of the things now that's happening is we have a discord channel we're planning some more live events coming up uh we're going to try to do at least one a month where we either watch a movie or jump on chat uh maybe even do like a live you know performance coming up but like basically once a month we're going to make sure that we get on for some type of live engagement uh, but then we're always on there just chatting and, and hanging out and talking and sharing links and stuff. And that's really, really fun. And I, I you know, occasionally I'll, I'll share like something that we're working on or just, you know, pick people's brains, <laughs> additional, additional product uh, projects coming up, uh, additional projects. Uh, we were going to do a Kylo Ren reacts to the rise of Skywalker, but now we're sort of torn about that. Um, <laughs> just taken us so long to get to it now it's we're worried yeah. that nobody cares or will care uh, but i still think that we should we should tackle that you know yeah, i don't I, think we're I, do, quite... I do too i think it's because it's not it doesn't live in the world of like essential reviews you know it's just its own goofy entry into star wars entertainment basically yeah and there's plenty that kylo can say about it from his perspective yeah um, we have additional songs that are in the works, um, just like standalone tracks, uh, with maybe some videos we've got, uh, some talk about doing maybe some a sequel fiction. to yeah. how to make a blockbuster yeah. movie trailer. We're thinking about maybe following that up with, uh, another piece. We talked about another uh, fictional fight commentary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there have been some requests, uh, for additional we had a we had a bunch lined up. Um, we do know for a fact that we are going to be doing a FFC of Kylo versus Ray because yeah. how could we how could we not do that's that? That's a that's a three round barn burner right there. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, even round two is going to be confusing though because it's uh, they don't really go at it against each other except for like the they're pulling the lightsaber apart. That's the only time they're really well, in yeah, conflict that, <laughs> with each other. Th that bit is going to be pretty good. Yeah. It's almost like round two would be um, more like a Street Fighter bonus round, you know, in Street Fighter where you just like beat the shit out of a Honda, like a Hyundai uh, or something car, like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah, that was axe kick it to death. Really, yeah. Yeah. And you're just getting its points with every window you smash. You were like, if you were like E Honda or Blanca, it was just no fair because you just mashed that button until they did that hyper. Like E Honda had the thousand hand yeah. slap where he just like never, he just infinitely beat the shit out of it, and you were just like, you're just trying to uppercut it as like another character. You're like, this is, this is not the event for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the best. Capcom sort of made that their. That was their thing. Bonus rounds, you just beat the hell out of somebody's car. The final fight did the same thing. Um, 
you just trashed this car. And then this, the owner of the car actually showed up after you were done. He came out and just got on his knees and goes, Oh, he starts oh. crying. Yeah. Right? He goes, he goes, Oh my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. And he just put his hands in his, his head in his hands and just started shaking his head. Like the mayor of this city just showed up and just ruined your car by hand and then walked away. You're like, dude, what is going on in this city? crazy anyway yeah. so, so yeah, we got lots, some projects lots of yeah. cool projects coming up in the works um there's no shortage of things that we've got planned yeah. and then there's always going to be space for just whatever random thing that we decide is worth putting out in the world you know there's a, the world of in, the infomercial wars world is always yeah you know, we've been meaning to follow for, up yeah that one for a while there's some lore going on there now that sort of demands more answers you know <laughs> We don't know what's going. On. I think that we la- after we last left that place, there was the uh, the major bombshell from from the resistance and uh, the TAC light crew. <laughs> yeah, the, the TAC <laughs> so, line of products. We don't know as, how. As the- yeah, we don't know how the overlords are going to respond to this. We don't know if they were successful in the resistance, you know, in getting their message out. Um, that video is bonkers like we we have we sort of give ourselves uh we paint ourselves into a corner sometimes with these videos because we get so into just building on yeah. the previous video that sometimes i worry if they're inaccessible to people that have no but they're not that people just jump into these videos completely yeah. blind and they're just like this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen i'm like well i think that's wait, something wait that there's to, more i <laughs> i think that's something that we try to to, to bring um to our videos is sort of a baseline comedy that you know hopefully will work with people. Yeah, that doesn't require that kind of uh, le- you know level entry. <laughs> yeah, but something that will give to those who have stuck with us and are in the know a little bit. You know, there's it's always yeah, exactly. nice to have that that a little something there. Fan service. J.J. Abrams would uh oh have yeah. a thing or two to say about that. <laughs> oh man, is that our is that our Should we go there? Is that our segue? Yeah, do we wanna oh boy. Yeah, yeah why don't we do that? Because um Let's why don't do we it. just jump jump right in to our Let's jump into Star, it. our Star Wars review. There are major spoilers coming up for anybody who yeah. has not seen it. And uh I guess, you know, probably a lot of the things that you're gonna hear from us now are gonna make their way into the Kylo Reacts. So mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's gonna there's we... probably no helping that. We so you and I have each seen it twice. The second time we went and saw it together, um, yeah. And you actually said you slightly enjoyed it more the second time than you did the first time, right? I did, um, but I'm not sure why. I mean, I think <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I think basically when you when you go in and you don't have any expectations anymore, yeah, it's a different experience. You know, kind of experiencing something in real time, experiencing a, a weirdness in real time is just hard. It's kind of hard to explain, but, th- but it happens. I mean, I, I think I always go back to this example when I think about that, how to explain that weirdness to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of uh, the Phantom Menace, like right out of the gate, I was just like, what is going on in this yeah. Star Wars movie? Like we have these two guys who are just dre- they're just dressed like Obi-Wan Kenobi was in a new hope, like in the same like kind of, sort of like robes. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. 
this is what the Jedi were, were wearing. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just they're in these robes. You know, they're dressed and like this... a, a dude that was hiding out in, a, in the desert. That's he just didn't change his clothes. I see. Yeah, it's just and, and like it just didn't feel everything felt so strange. And, and the Nemoidians, is that who they're what they're called? The Nemoidians, like, yeah. Just so uh, abrasive and, and sloppy and like yeah. that that weird clean space <laughs> station environment like the robots, the fast run, like a bunch of things happened within the first 10 minutes that were just completely bonkers, you know, Yeah. that, that set a tone. And, and I just didn't, anyway, I'm going off in a, in a tangent here, but yeah, uh, I felt the same things happening in the rise of Skywalker. Like I, I was like, what, what, you know, what's this thing that's happening? Like the dialogue feels punchy in all the, the wrong, weird ways. Like where is yeah. Luke? But there's no been no mention of Luke. So anyway, yeah, that's but but um. So the second time, yeah, I think I yeah, I just didn't have the, any of those expectations, and so I was like, okay, I can just sit back and enjoy the the, the sheer yeah adventure nonsense going on. And that's um, I I don't know I I sort of I want the first time I watched it I was just like oh wow this sucks so and like so I think because it started off so badly and I was just so like thrown off track like right away that I think I was able to enjoy what I watched after that because I was like oh no this movie's yeah. a piece of shit okay so I'm just gonna reset my brain real quick here and just enjoy it for what it is, which is like a really yeah. high bud, big budget B movie, you know? So it's because the second they like, like flash cut through like 17 different things within 10 seconds, I was like, Oh, this movie is going to be a total disaster. <laughs> like it's you've, you've, you've shown me right, your full hand right out of the gate. And he's chasing Gugogs. He's chasing fucking Horcruxes now across the. Okay. Like this is. Yeah. You're you're throwing out everything that happened in the last movie. You're you you have no balls. You're you're gonna you're gonna rescind all the uh, the the efforts that were made in the last film to sort of shake things up, and you're gonna try to just make it the same as Jedi. Got it? You know, I had a really weird sense at the beginning where I just kept thinking like, this feels like his Star Trek movies. Yeah. Did you ever get that impression? I did, but there was something that, that was there was something... something about the way he was handling like the cinematography and and the flow of action, the light speed skipping just felt yeah. like Star Trek. He he was doing those weird like aerial shots. Yeah. <laughs> where the, it's like a like a chopper, like a helicopter shots that are like like spit like going moving around <laughs> uh, a peak of a mountain, you know, yeah. like with character. It, it just felt really I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but I I just felt like he was leaning hard into his Star Trek visual language for the film. And it, that was another thing that was kind of kind of iffy for me. And that's something people said a lot when he made the Star Trek films was that it just feels like JJ's trying to make a Star Wars film. Right. So that's uh, maybe that is what he was doing. He made the Star Wars film or the Star Trek film. Like people say, oh, he was just this was his tryouts to become the, the director of the new Star Wars movies. And that's like, yeah, he's like, yeah I did it on Star Trek. I'm going to reuse all those techniques here because that's what got me here. Yeah. And he just um, so if you heard our podcast about The Last Jedi, you already know that we both liked that movie. Um, I like it 
more every time I watch it. There's just so many things to discover. There's so many layers of things that Ryan Johnson did as a filmmaker that are super impressive. Like he was setting things up in ways that are just, he's a master craftsman. Like, and if you've seen Knives Out, I haven't yet, but I've, it's at 90,000% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. It's just, he's yeah, a good, I, he's I a loved, good filmmaker. Loved, loved Knives Out. Yeah. Loved it. And a lot of people are saying, now I'm hearing less hate for The Last Jedi itself, or for, for Ryan Johnson. And what I'm hearing now, the, the, the sort of overall message is that he just made his own film. He didn't make a Star Wars film. And that's so fucking stupid because that's what every Star Wars film is. It's the film of whatever director was making it. And out of curiosity, I went back and looked at some archived reviews and fan reactions from Empire Strikes Back. Everybody was saying the same shit. Everyone was thrown for a loop by the tonal <laughs> shift and the darker yeah. uh, like tone of everything that was going on. And they all hated it. Everybody hated the Empire Strikes Back. And when I say everybody, it's just the loud mouths that wouldn't shut up about it. The reviewers loved it. <laughs> And it was a critical Get success. Get angry, man. Yeah, because it's just that people don't understand like that when they're having a visceral reaction to something because it just it's not how they think it should have went. They just yeah. easily, so easily translate that into I hated it because it was bad and everybody hated it because that's all I hear. And it's like, no, dude, everybody that liked The Last Jedi just moved on. We stopped talking about yeah. it. You kept talking. And so that's the only voice you heard because that's and and I guarantee you all those people went and saw it 50 times out of hatred. So and I think this one, nobody's going to see yeah, it. Yeah. And then there were a lot of so... and then there were a lot of people that were blabbering about boycotting the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody boycotted that movie. Nobody boycotted <laughs> it. Yeah. And that thing is going to happen again where. They're going to take because it's it sucked like it just critically it didn't do well. There's probably not going to be a whole lot of we went and saw it and the theater was empty. Granted, it was during the day, but still it's that like on the second week of a Star Wars film, every screening should be packed. And so it's like it's just not I, I could I can just assume for a Star Wars film, it's probably not doing that well. And people are going to say it's because The Last Jedi sucked. I think, and I think it may actually be on on at least on par with The Last Jedi or set to okay. eventually. Like it looks like it's it's trending maybe a little bit ahead. That's good. I, you know? I need to I need to go back and look look again at the uh, at the numbers. But I don't want Star um, Wars films to do bad ever. Even if I don't like the particular entry, I still want them to do well yeah. enough because I like the world of Star Wars. I want them to keep making stuff. You know, it's Mandalorian. Yeah, is a lot me of fun. too. It, absolutely. Um, and you know, I think uh, that the I also lo loved the Last Jedi for so many reasons, and I think yeah. we've talked about a lot of those those things. But mm -hmm. so that brings me to the one of the things that I found most disconcerting about J.J. Abrams' Rise of Skywalker was clearly he was trying to satisfy too many groups of people, mm -hmm. and it looked like he just ended up giving the this big middle finger to Ryan Johnson, yeah, because. He basically, like, you can't really say that Ryan Johnson undid what Abrams did in The Force Awakens. He just didn't expand on certain things. Yeah. He didn't undo anything. No. Uh, but then, but then, I think you could make an argument that J.J. Abrams actually did undo things. Like one hundred percent. Um, a, a big, a big, a big one for me was right out of the gate. He didn't embrace this idea that Luke had sacrificed himself to For save the, the rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to, you know, light the fire of rebellion right across yeah. the galaxy. There was no mention of Luke 
it, anywhere. And it yeah. was, I, I thought that that's what was going to be driving the rebellion, but they were just as hurt and damaged seemingly as they were before. Like maybe yeah. they were like a little bit ahead, but um, it, it just, it, it was really mysterious to me. Like, I, I thought, you know, there was going to be some, some, some presence, you know, like that Luke was felt. Yeah. Um, but, but then like you have Poe and he just hates Ray. He's like, yeah. Oh, you suck. You're training. You're doing all this stuff. It's like, dude, you just saw her move the, like those rocks, right? Yeah. She saved her you. mind. Yeah. Like you've never seen the force, right? And you just saw somebody move a bunch of rocks with their mind and and save you, right? Mm -hmm. Save what was left of the rebellion, and you're going to be complaining about the force because you want her. You want her what? flying a like, ship. You should be out yeah, there with and us. What's, and what's the fight? What's the fight that's going on? Like, are they fighting the first order? Like, yeah, they, head they on. Keep talking about the this thing, but like, what's there's no sense at all about what's happening there. Yeah. Um, they're just they're just going they're, to like they, hang out with Julio out there in that weird ice base <laughs> that that the first order yeah. already knew about. Like, yeah, we just jump into it in a way that was not a good thing to just jump in on. We needed a lot more world building to to understand. Yeah, where and this was, whole this whole thing about stood. this uh, totally and this whole thing about you know new Jedi, you know, new kids that are out there yeah. that may not you know. They may not be part of the the freaking bloodline, like enough of the bloodline, you know. Yeah. But they, they they were they were forgotten. They they were they were dropped. I was hoping maybe like Ray would be training like a new young yeah. group of kids, or at least training that with them. going on these like with them or going on these stealth missions yeah. or something. And that you know, it or just, doing like an adventure know, bound like, trips in the woods together, you know, like trust falls and shit. <laughs> I mean, that would have been rad, right? Yeah, because that that idea was was born out of that, like there was a parallel between Luke's return to his place of, of confidence. And to do that, he had to like push his powers for even further yeah. to their brink. You know, he had to find like a new, you know, it, that extension of being a force ghost, right. Yeah. Is, is it's a good extension of that. It's a logical extension that you might be able to show yourself to somebody else. And that kind of slow burn yeah. of illusion happening over the course of the film but then that, that's just one of many things that that Abrams jettisoned. Oh, our friend Bill put it really well. Um, he said that he's like J.J. Abrams is a is a Hollywood staple that is this is the child of two parent two Hollywood parents. So why else would he make a story about anything other than legacy and royalty? Because that's all he knows which is what Ryan Johnson tried to undo. His story was not about a hero is one person that can rise above all uh, adversity and stand alone to do what others can't do. His whole thing was yeah. that you can't be full of yourself like that. You need others. You're, the, you're at your best when you lean on those that care about you and they make you better and you make each other better. That was the whole point of it. Every Every hero that was like, at his their lowest in that story was was brought up by friends and family and loved ones and that's how and once they f embraced that they were able to unlock their true potential as a leader or yeah. as a rebel or as a as a master and so his whole thing was that we need we all need each other and this is a new type of hero's journey that I was really here for because we need a new type of hero's journey this hero's journey that's just a power fantasy for one person is is done like there's no place for it in this world anymore it doesn't it's not 
speaking to any sort of reality that we're all living. We're all like seeking that new uh, source of inspiration that, that we may not realize we need, which is that we need each other to help make each other better. And that's, that's, well, that's what I believe yeah. anyway. Uh, not this, like you're alone and it's up to you to become the hero that, you know, that nobody else thinks you are. And that's well, that was great in the seventies. The idea that Luke Skywalker was a farmer on a backward, nobody even knew about this planet piece of shit. The, the, the least likely rose up to become a hero. That was great for that time period. You know, it was a class thing. Yeah. He was like, he was a farmer. You had no chance to become a hero and he did it anyway. Like that was, yep. that was wonderful, but that's an old ass version of the hero's journey. We don't want that. We don't need that anymore. We've had it. We've, we've had it over and over and over again. We need something new. Last Jedi brought that to us. And then JJ was like, <laughs> fuck that. She's powerful because she's somebody's kid. Like, that's it. That's and Palpatine's only... kid. Palpatine's and, kid. And, you know, so arguably, she's more powerful. Like, the Palpatines are more powerful than the, the Skywalkers. Skywalkers. Like yeah. That, that kind of power that he was wielding, you know? Yeah. Well, the power that she was wielding, too, because there was a direct tug of war between her and Kylo Ren, a Skywalker, and she just jizzed all over him with lightning. Like, yeah, you, you ain't shit. Like... <laughs> I got the power because my dad yeah. could beat your dad up, even though like, you know, your grandpa threw my grandpa in a, in a outhouse shaft or whatever. That's, you know, lightning hasn't been exciting since Dooku was able to do it with his <laughs> yeah. eyes closed. He's like, Oh, check this out. Yeah. Like, I he just, just watched he just completely <laughs> like he didn't even have to, like he didn't even like push his hands forward when he did it. He just like lifts up his hand and the lightning just like shoots out of his hand while he's just like holding it up you know it's like so lame even the sound of you it know? was like so non-threatening it just it sounded like just static like it just sounded like you're like you you put your hands on the tv screen you know when it was on <laughs> it's like yeah it was like wow it's so soft and gentle it almost sounds like it's just <laughs> just stimulating the the intended tar target instead of actually hurting them you know it's just give yeah. them a little bit of uh muscle stimulation you know it's um <laughs> so that's one funny thing about that you and I talked about, you were really all about it. Cause we watched rise of Skywalker and then you went back and just started watching all of the star Wars. And you were just like, in hindsight, it's all a, one huge mess. And everybody's making this, yeah, this whole thing as if it's like, Holy word, you know, like everything has to be beholden to these rule sets that were made because this is how things are. And it's like, no, it's not. It's all garbage. It's all um, just a, luck and happenstance that people are just fixing on the fly like you said it yourself owen is wearing jedi robes like uncle owen is not a jedi he's just a desert dude because that's what desert dudes wore because that's what <laughs> right, obi-wan right, was wearing right. that's what all humans that were in the desert were wearing it's not jedi clothes yeah. it was not predetermined it was not a plan it's all just just <laughs> it's all malarkey that they're just making it up as they go. And it's like, I can appreciate they make it that up as they go. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate that. But as long as you recognize that instead of like coming at people as if you know how things are supposed to be because of the prequels or because of, you know, the, the glossary, the reference book or the, you know, the novels or whatever. It's not, it's all being made up as they go and they can fucking change it however they want, whenever they want. They always do. And then as long as they can yeah. justify that change in a way that sort of makes sense to you, you won't even like question it. But it's soon, as soon as somebody changes a thing in a way that 
messes with your brain or your understanding of the world, then you get angry and it's like suddenly you're a master of the lore and that you have some sort of authority over it in a way that makes you right. It's just, no, it's a mess. Yeah. It's a, it's one big Arl Knots project. They're just taking a bunch of shit and they're going like, what do we do with this? Like, what, <laughs> how do we make this make sense here when this doesn't even make sense yeah. here? It's like, you know, I think what, what do we do with midichlorians? nothing we pretend they don't exist like that's what you do. we pretend they don't exist (laughs) you know that's i I think that was one of the things that i thought was so was so interesting about abrams was that he clearly do you remember you know when the force awakens came out everybody was like oh my god he's sticking it to george lucas yeah he's like everybody was like when harrison ford comes onto the millennium falcon and he's like chewy we're home yeah it's like a dig at lucas because the idea is you know it feels more like the the original trilogy you know it's got that flavor it's got he's 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 all jacked about uh using practical you know things on set like he's rubbing that in your face yeah it's like we are back going back to basics with this you know he's got han solo so he and everybody's like rah rah like he's like sticking it to lucas you know and then he like stuck it to johnson dude you know a director within his own trilogy that he was was the producer on producer yeah exactly it's really bizarre. And he stuck like, it to him like, in the most asshole way possible. He used Mark Hamill. And so like, <laughs> you know, in Ryan Johnson's version, of course, the very beginning, Luke looks at his lightsaber. Then he just like callously tosses, cynically tosses it over his shoulder, uh, yeah. ideally into the ocean, which it doesn't make it there, but he just doesn't care about it. And then you got JJ showing up and having Luke, she throws it the way he did. He catches and goes, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. And it's like, dude, (laughs) fuck you. Like you go back and look at that Han Solo line. And his whole thing has always been like, I'm your friend. I'm cool. Like you guys. And you're going to like me because I'm going to throw this other person under the bus in a way that's going to make you happy. Cause I want you to like me the most like, yeah, that's all he's yeah. doing. And it, that really just, that's a, it takes, yeah. that's an utterly nutless approach to storytelling. You have nothing to say. You have, <laughs> you don't believe in anything other than just like people's approval. I don't want any sort of hero's journey from you. Like you've got nothing to say about the hero's journey. <laughs> You're on the fucking You're spoiled on brats fire journey. today. <laughs> yeah. The fire and rises. <laughs> and that, and that whole idea of just, like you're right just trying to appeal to people and make this case that you're back in their good graces yeah and you're the one that did so it's like i just i mean there was there were a lot of elements like that in the film that i i didn't understand at all like i yeah i uh you know you just lifting dialogue dude who yeah. does that? Dude, Who yeah, having the emperor straight dialogue up saying just the dark side is like, a path to many abilities that many would consider <laughs> unnatural. Remember that when I said that before? <laughs> God. Yeah, like I mean, was that what I mean, dude, the emperor, man. The emperor. I don't know. I just wasn't buying that whole I wasn't buying the whole thing. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't down with um I've been puppeteering people. Like that's great, dude. You yeah. just basically ruined anything that made Snoke even remotely interesting. Yeah, Snoke like, could have been like you look were just at- pu- you were just puppeteering him, dude. Yeah. Like that's fun. That's that's great. You yeah. made him you made a clone that was just completely out of the box, scarred and weird and then st- 
what you dropped him into the first order he just showed up and everybody's like yeah who's this scarred dude who we never knew before who just arrived he's like today. what do you mean who am i look at me what like i clearly i know what i'm doing like i've i've been through some shit all right so i've been genetically designed to look like i've been through some shit so just listen to what i have to say <laughs> and let me train this dude i trained I you guess. he's like uh, yeah he's like we yeah, had to look trained- it up so he trained with a puppet so Palpatine was <laughs> puppeteering this meat sack to train Kylo Ren in the ways of the dark side. It's uh Yeah. Why even he have gets all, Snoke? He gets, all, he gets all specific. He's like, I am the voice. So he was like I'm every you, you know, you voice in your that, head. That he, <laughs> you sort of see the Emperor, right? And he's in his weird chamber. Yeah. And he's like piloting Snoke, right? Yeah. So he's getting up and walking around and acting out Snoke as the voice. Like that's kind of the impression that I get. Yeah. The the really dumbass way that they explained that. Like, why did he have to actually be the voice? Couldn't, couldn't yeah. Snoke have been like a free agent at least. Yeah. Like a, just another you know, Darth. That would have been cool. Like, why wouldn't he have a secret if he's around and he has a whole gallery of worshipers? Like, is it not conceivable that one of them could have been like, uh, uplifted to the status of of a Darth, and become his like his hand out there in the world. Like that. Why does yeah. it have to be a just a a test tube full of just clone Snoke mix? You know, because there was like <laughs> like he's just pancakes waiting to be finished. Because there was two Snokes ready to go. Why are you making more Snokes? The one you made is dead, and everybody knows. Like, what is he going to show up again? Like, oh, the the guy that got cut in half and blown up. Like, that's he's. There's another one of them. Oh shit! There's two of them. Like, that's crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. I I don't need, I don't get it. And 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 of course, this idea like Snoke saying, uh, "It was me who was, ha- you know, having you two reaching out to one another," and and that that weirdness that you both suddenly started experiencing was me. So you get the impression that the emperor was piloting Snoke and then also creating this weird force connection between Ray and Kylo, right? To, to what, to what end? I have no idea because you know, if the, the, like the emperor JJ Abrams just decided that the emperor would be the most short sighted dude in the galaxy who's constantly changing his plans because yeah. everything fails. Yeah. It's just one failure after another. Like at least in the prequels, he had a plan and he, he, he reached the, the thing he got to, he got to the end of his plan, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was like how he, complete, I mean, except for complete butt face, political control. You know? Yeah. That was a weird, yeah. uh, except for the, except for the butt face, you know, moment, but like, it, you know, yeah. and then that extends <laughs> naturally into the, the original trilogy, right. Where the emperor is, is whatever trying to, to convince Luke over. Yeah. But then, but then let's talk about what must have happened after that fallen down the shaft and was somehow rescued. And well, it doesn't matter. We Even though the death star blew, exploded completely right out almost immediately after he was thrown down the shaft and after he exploded like that's i i grew up my i lived my entire life thinking that the emperor somehow exploded at the bottom of that because that dark energy like so yeah that's pushing out of the shaft that, like that was an explode that was a ian mcdermott said it himself he was like that is galactic death yeah <laughs> you know he was like he was like the emperor wasn't coming back from that that is and they, star, that, true that, star that death was cl- 
it was clearly intended to, yeah. to be a, a grand finale death. Like that's yeah. why you add special effects to somebody's death. Yeah. Now, now stories can do anything, right? They can bring people back and, you know, Sherlock Holmes didn't, you know, die when yeah. they both fell off the, you know, the waterfall. So like, um, so the emperor's plan, right? So it's, I guess he somehow survives and then he's just going to wait it out yeah uh for you know 20 30 years and he in and that he's, time he's boning while is, that's going is assembling on. ships he's like assembling ships and he's he's having a family building building a snoke he's I guess. building a snoke and he's yeah he's got this this his children are the age where they i don't know if they would have been alive when he was alive i'm trying to figure out what the timeline is but i think he may have been like getting busy while he was a necro corpse or whatever while he like was yeah while he yeah. was while he was a like a reanimated like cenobite it's that's just, pretty pretty nasty yeah it's even just like thinking about <laughs> even if he wasn't even if he was just regular butt face guy he's still bumping bumping uglies with people in this form you know somebody no one I I feel so bad. I hate to make it about this, but he just like he he had an Ivanka around who was just there because she had to be. Like she was traded to him, and now she's just there to have kids. Like it's nobody's willingly doing like like knocking boots with butt face emperor <laughs> like yeah. out of love. No, the dude the dude didn't yeah. fall in love. Like or maybe he did no, no, i don't he, know there's like that maybe that's open no there's no way he fell in love he he's got this plant he's got this family right and then yeah. the family gets messed up now all this is now while he's doing all of this the first order is what is it starting on its own or is he also managing that situation he's managing that because then he's he, got his hands in so many different soups you know he's uh yeah he's and then the, he's puppeteering a, a clone uh who is now in charge of the first order, but his yeah. actual plan is to build these ships in ice, you know? So that's yeah. what he's up to. Who are fully that's crewed, big... manned. Like, so the first order yeah. is having recruitment issues. They're like breaking into people's houses and stealing their kids. Like they're clearly like not having an easy time filling their ranks. They're, they're, they're going to pretty drastic measures to, there is no clones. It's all slaves, um, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, so who are all these first order like armies that are readily available to fill these ships that we know require tens of thousands of uh, bodies to operate and they're just fully powered with Death Star level technology and yeah. to what? Because his ultimate plan is to just get Ray and be in her body. Like that's, he's trying to. Yeah. The whole <laughs> thing is for Ray, right? Yeah. So that's, that's, but 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 that's what I mean by his plans suck because he, he I, I can't imagine that he meant for Snoke to be killed yeah right but then but then that's the classic like saw moment where it's like I planned every little tiny yeah. piece of this even like you know when the Millennium Falcon like crashed into this the snow like I planned it all you yeah. know it's like what are you talking about and that's when you get into then the. He, Go he ahead. like he you know he gets he, he's got kylo there and he's yeah. got a plan for kylo but it did he mean for kylo to betray him like because then he's like oh this is perfect 
you know, and then he's like, oh, now I've got extra added power because you, you both are here and I didn't expect this. Yeah, you, so you share like, a life force just, that I can steal to resurrect myself. Yeah. yeah. His, his plans are like forming and failing at every turn in this yeah. new trilogy. He's just like but JJ. He's, he's like, playing it by it, ear and it may, none of it makes any sense. <laughs> Yeah, and he, and he has this sort of attitude like ah like I didn't anticipate this but it's perfect. Like, yeah. It's the it's it's not the plan I wanted but it's the it's plan. It's it's better than yeah, it's the plan. It's the way better plan. I'm going with this one now. Guys, new plan. <laughs> uh I'm going to be and the, and that's like I think you pointed that out. It's hilarious because the crowd who was like super jazzed about Ray <laughs> killing him and 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 yeah. assuming the command just without any hesitation or just su- or crazy on board with the new plan where he just lives again <laughs> like you guys don't believe in shit yeah. the whole purpose of indoctrination and cult brainwashing is you make them really believe in this one thing yeah. you can't just change it on them all of a sudden they'll tear you apart like you're like you've made them fanatical about this one thing. And that's like for the last yeah. 30 years, you've been preparing for this one thing. And at the last second, yeah. you're going to be like, Oh shit! You know what? This way works oh, a lot better let for me. The plans so, yeah. changed. Yeah. They're like, they're like, yeah, fucking change of plans. Woo! <laughs> We're super fluid like that. Like, no, you're not. You're a fanatical <laughs> cult. You have to be super crazy about one thing. You can't just that crowd yeah. is just. It's not like a coliseum crowd who just want blood and however they get it is fine. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> or maybe they are. It, who it knows? Was like, it was more like fifteen. I think probably Abrams walked into a a staff room one day and was like, what do we got? And they're like, okay, we got the ship. We got this stadium of people and we got this thing. And and he was like, multiply everything times 1000. Yeah. And then we're good. Yeah. You know, I want 1000 ships entering at light speed. You know, I want 1000 stadiums of cult members. Yeah. I want a thousand ships that all have a thousand Death Star power. I want, uh, so let's talk about those ships. Um, Cause you had mentioned how- Oh, so it some was of the cra- ships actually got, got out of there, right? Some of the ships did actually go, like Endor was about to be attacked, right? I don't, I don't remember you, if you any got, of those, uh, well, one of them was out no, because, and about, cause they, they blew up a, a planet. And so that that ship was definitely wandering around out there. Um, yeah, how did that? How did that one get out there? I don't know. Was that part of the emperor's plan? Was to to get one ship? Well, out they there they could all in... leave, but they just needed that nav system to to guide them out of the maelstrom or whatever. Which is hilarious, by the way. It's space like that. When so when they show Kylo Ren leaving the maelstrom or whatever the hell that like weird like it looked like mm. inter, it looked like inner space. It looked like the movie where Dennis Quaid was like flying inside Martin Short's body. It just looked like he was inside of a body. And then he comes out of it and it's just this little pink cloud in the middle of space. You're like, dude, could you just gone around that space is like, there's no direction. You could just go. You don't have to go straight through this, like this exit ramp. That is the only way to this (laughs) point in space go around. Like, why is that so necessary? I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. I, I was wondering if maybe there, it was a gate of some kind. But they showed it. They but, showed him leaving it, and it was just a little cloud in the middle of nothing. <laughs> like, why? It's not a warp gate. He could have just gone around yeah. it. Like, what the fuck? It's just, that was so dumb. Yeah. And so, like, at the it was end. Very Star Trek. Dude. Very, yeah. Like, that's, an, that's another example. It just felt like Star Trek. 
So you, at the earlier, you said you were really bummed about how JJ just completely undid Luke's sacrifice. Cause what his sacrifice was supposed to do was inspire everyone who saw him do it. The word would get out and everybody would be like, hell yeah, it only takes one to stand and, and, and to, for everybody else and show these guys that they don't have strength. And that was supposed to like, we were left with the idea that there was a, that was a spark that was going to be enough to, to inspire everybody who didn't show up to that, you right. know, to their, to their call for help. And they, and so the movie starts and they still didn't, it was nothing happened. They were just, they just got out of there. That's all it did. The only thing Luke actually did was just stall for time so that they could escape. That was, that was it. There was no lingering yeah, that effect was of big Luke's sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. So, but Lando is the one that could succeed where fucking Luke Skywalker failed. Listen, I love Lando Calrissian growing up. He was the only yeah. black sci-fi role model I had, but Lando ain't the dude man to succeed where Luke Skywalker's <laughs> magical message failed. Somehow Lando and Chewie just do a world tour in the millennium Falcon. And they're like, Hey everybody remember us. Let's go. And that's it. He just showed up with everybody fucking everyone yeah. wedge just like where was wedge when princess leia was like i need help wedge was like i'm good dog no i got this like, grandkids like i my knees are all fucked up like what do you want from me man yeah. but, but lando uh, come on don't be a pussy god damn it lando you got me let's go so just <laughs> So that was it. That's that's the spark they needed to start the fire. They needed Lando to get out of his weird they needed Lando. his weird mobile sex cart that he was driving around the desert at that Burning Man <laughs> festival. It's full of beads and fucking tourist trap confections. Like what was he doing? I don't understand. Have a more elegant way to reintroduce a fan favorite than just showing up at a beads festival. <laughs> like, yeah, but of course he was. Of course he was. Uh, he was in disguise. Of course. Yeah, he was like, was, it's me in a helmet awesome again. Nod. I thought that was as good as <laughs> yeah. like pulling direct dialogue from the previous <laughs> film, just to remind you that there was that same dialogue in another film. Yeah. You know, like I liked how they were like, remember Lando is the disguise man. Yeah, he's a mama master of disguise. Like, remember, <laughs> how you doing, Chewbacca? That uh. Man, he just and he just like the, the they upped his creep factor so hard. And they were like, and give my yeah. love to Princess Leia. Like, dude, ease, dial it back. Like, you're. <laughs> we know, like, she's dying. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, and then, yeah. like, and then at the end, like JJ starting to do his like weird J.K. Rowling thing, where he's like telling you how things are without having showed that to us on camera. Like if it didn't right, happen on right. film, it didn't fucking happen. Like you don't get that. You don't get to retroactively make corrections to make yourself look better. So I had a huge problem with the way Jana walked up to him and was just like, where are you from general? And he's like, the, the, the stars, you know, like whatever. I can't remember what his home. And she's, he's like, well, what about you? And she's like, I don't know where I'm from. And he's like, how about we find out? I was like, ew, like, are they going to bang? Like that was the implication that I got. Yeah. I th I swear he was like a second away from being like, well, I think you're from heaven, you know, like dropping a line on her, yeah. you know, just like using her ignorance of her childhood to like, to get in there. Yeah. And so, no, JJ was saying like, no, 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 no. That's actually, she's his daughter. 
he knows it and like he's gonna help her go to ancestry.com and like show the his work you know it's like no, that's not yeah. what you showed us. That's not we, if that's that what you intended what for it to happen. He, on screen. he yeah. needed to say, you know, I had a daughter once and she went got stolen from me. Like you have to you have to say it. Like you can't just imply it and then be like, well, why didn't you get that? Like that was another thing that I apparently JJ Abrams did was just film like a million things and then that's one approach you know, is to film like too much stuff and then figure out the story later. But, but, but that's the line you leave in. Yeah. That's also not how you're supposed to conclude the star Wars Skywalker saga. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to not exactly be sure about what your, what your story is. Like, well, of course he's like, it just now, seems crazy to me. He's now just blaming that edit on someone else. He's like, that's not my fault. I had an edit that exists. That's the real film. So now he's saying he's stirred up interest in this. Is that real? Yeah. The JJ, the JJ cut is a thing that is trending. It's the people now think that that's the real movie. There's all there. Listen, fans are always going to have some sort of hope that the story that they feel they want and deserve is out there or is coming. And so this is the current, version of that that the, no 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 the movie you saw was not yeah. the real movie the real movie is out there still if and if you believe in yourself enough uh maybe jj will like gain enough power to release it but do you think that guy no there's no jj cut there isn't it's just it's weird too like that they would do the same they did the same thing with uh finn yeah why would you have this this moment with a character where he's going to say something important and then just drop that. Yeah. That's it's so sloppy. And, and then and tell what us what it was supposed to be was that he had force powers, right? Yeah. That's the, that's and he was going to confide now. in Ray that he had force powers, but he made it all weird. Like, and it was made weird because of Poe. Poe was like, what can't you tell her when I'm around? Oh, like Poe's not around stuff. And it's like, that's clearly like love interest stuff. Like that's, that's a love triangle yeah. that you're stoking with Finn's weirdness and his reluctance to actually say anything in front of Poe. Why would he be afraid to be like, Hey Poe, you can hear this too. I think I might be force sensitive. Why else would we think that it was a love triangle thing, but no, in a, in a conference, a conference or whatever, he was like, no, no, no. He was going to tell Ray that he thinks he's force sensitive. So he didn't. So why bring it up? Like that's, you know, dude, you know what happened? Abrams was like, I don't know if he's going to be force sensitive in love with Ray or if there's something else. So yeah. let's just like, let's just have it be vague. Yeah. You know, like have him be coy about it and then we'll, we'll figure it out in the edit. We'll figure it out in the edit. <laughs> and if we don't, we'll figure it out at the convention where I'm just being grilled. Yeah. Like I'll just say whatever I think people want to hear at the time. Cause I'm their friend <laughs> and I want them to like me. <laughs> and also let me go back oh, to Jana being Lando's daughter this is a galaxy. <laughs> you won't even find that level of coincidence on Earth. You won't just run into a black person and be like, are you my dad? And he'd be like, yeah, probably. Like, that's not how it works. On In reality, it shouldn't work that way in a galaxy full of billions and billions and zillions of people. Like, that's just so reductive yeah. to say that that one black character is probably related to this other black character. Like that's always been a problem in star Wars in terms of like scale. Like yeah. it, you, you, they always had a hard time making the ga- the universe feel big because everybody knew each other. And that's just part of that. That's just, that makes it even worse. Cause that's this growing up, uh, you know, in a 
in, in a multicultural family, that was a, always a running joke. People would be like, oh, you're black. You maybe, you know, this other black guy. That's always a, a, right. a stereotypical joke that, you know, people that are just ignorant don't realize they're making. And so you did that with two characters in Star Wars. Like, of course they know each other. They're both black. Why wouldn't they know each other? That's, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how race works. Why would you run? Yeah. And then, and then why would you run so hard with that? Yeah. Like every, everybody, I mean, pushing the idea of family relations being the driving factor. Yeah. Lucas was doing it to be soap opera like, right? Yeah. You know, but, but I, I feel like in, in retrospect, maybe that was like the worst decision. Yeah. It might've been because it felt really awesome at the time, you know, Vader being like, I'm your father. It's like, holy shit. I've never seen anything like this before. Cause I don't watch, you know, uh, telenovas or whatever the Spanish soap operas, which apparently yeah. that shit happens all the time. But um, yeah, it's but to make that the norm, it's like not exceptional. It's just what what happens all the time to everybody. Um, it's just it's ludicrous because that also makes Lando look bad because it's like oh you lost your daughter and you did nothing to try to find her or get her back. Like you have the resources of the heroes of the galaxy <laughs> like you can't you're just gonna be you're just gonna yeah. like you have a daughter out there that's missing so you're just gonna roll around in this mobile creep fortress that like and and for eternally party apparently is what it looks like you're doing like why else are you there so it just makes him look like a fucking deadbeat like i hate it i hated everything about that like i'd rather him just be a yeah. creep trying to get some because it sort of looked like that's what was going on at that party anyway you know poe is trying to get a little side nook from uh from Zara, what was her name? The the cool rocketeer girl from the crime uh, alley. Oh yeah, she from, was a great character by from, the way. From crime I really planet, liked her. yeah, she was great. Yeah, I like Babu Frick too. I I, I don't know if that's uh, he was great. Yeah, yeah, Babu Frick was good. Um, the whole three PO thing was dumb. I a lot of people think that they just threw that in there to throw us a bone. They're like, just give them a bunch of weird C three PO shit to work with. He's <laughs> he's connected to machines. He's got red eyes. Like have and, a have a field day, guys. And have a lot of creepio we do. Yeah, he he's reading runes. <laughs> he was so he was I into know. runes. He's like, I ah, yeah. oh, these are runes. You know, it's like we can't even make that joke now because they just that's the actual dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Sith runes. Um, and then what was the, Oh, and then, so here's like why that, why JJ sucks. Cause the, he did that. So he's got like, you know, every black person is related, you know, he's got, so then he's got that like real ham fisted, just like token lesbian kiss at the end, which was just such yeah. a ham fisted, like, attempt to be woke and cool. It's like, you know, I undid a lot of this like controversial progressive shit that Ryan Johnson did, but look at these two, two chicks are totally kissing. Yeah. It's like, you don't get you that know, dude. You don't earn, you, you know, didn't man, earn I, that at all. The first time I saw that scene, I was actually disappointed because yeah, I was just hoping to see like people start make like everybody making out in like weird yeah. ways. Like I thought maybe, um, Maz and Chewbacca were going to go dude, at Maz it. and Chewbacca like, she, needed to, because she was like, like she was like, is that my, is that my boyfriend? Yeah. You know, in the first she movie. She set that up. Yeah. I so, love that line too. Cause I mean, it was like was that like, flirty old really, lady. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would have been hysterical, you yeah. know, but then they, they just kind of, I don't know. It's like, they didn't go. It's like everything else in the film. It was like not far enough and, and too, too much, you know, at the same time. It's that like, was a weenus move 
by the way. That, like, her handing Chewbacca the medal was such, like, a... That was... <laughs> <laughs> such a wink that like at the audience that it was yeah. like, dude, is your eye okay? I feel like it probably hurts. Like you winked so hard. You might've like <laughs> temporarily blinded yourself with a, with a nerve damage or something like that was guys. We heard you loud and clear. Everybody knows Chewbacca didn't get him out. <laughs> and he was so stoked. He like hell, he was like showing it off to three PO in the, in the, in the, the wide shot. And it was like, yeah. dude, Maz took that off of Leia's dead body. <laughs> like, you're, f this is the most insensitive, like, worthless, like, uh, follow through on an internet joke I've ever seen in my life. Cause <laughs> Leia was using that as like a, a talisman or something to like, to maybe, yeah. to, to strengthen her, her reach, you know, to, to get to Ben. She was, she was holding it when she died. And Maz right. just like jacked it and, Gave it to Chewie. Like, I get it. Like, sentimentally, uh, that makes sense. He's the last living, you know, besides Lando, uh, person from that generation. Um, but that's not why they did it. They did it as, like, a stupid-ass fan wink to be like, look how cool we are. We're just like you. Stop being mad at us and give us your money. You know, it's... Yeah, this idea of, like, fixing things. Yeah. It, it just, it's not a good approach. You imagine that he had a list. Yeah. That was under the title things to fix. And it's, you don't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, you don't have to try to fix things. We all know why George Lucas didn't give Chewie a medal because Chewie was a dog and that's how George Lucas saw him. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a pet. <laughs> that's why he was, that's why he was a dog in yeah. Spaceballs. Yeah. They he knew, was dog. He, yeah. <laughs> which by the way, man, I watched that movie recently dude, and not for nothing. It's still... It still takes some pretty pretty good digs, dude. That movie, it, that movie's you know? great. I love it. Like yogurt selling all of his merch, and I still love like yeah, <laughs> one of the best. Like I don't care how offended you want to get on my behalf. That scene when they're combing the desert is one of the best setups ever because it's like it's a multi level joke that hits so many different ways, <laughs> and it's set up so perfectly. Like you got. First of all, they're like, we're combing the desert. And then they cut to this big, goofy visual gag where these guys are literally combing the desert. And then they show another one. What about you guys? We're combing the desert, too. They're like, okay, they did it again. What's the third one going to be? And it's an Afro pick. And it's a black guy combing the desert. <laughs> black guy style. And he just, we ain't found shit. And I was just like, that's a good joke. I don't care what we're trying to achieve socially. That's a good joke. And it was good out of the gate. It was good after you closed the gate. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's and it, it was it, like, and it took a little bit of familiarity with black culture to make that joke. Like, I don't think J.J. Abrams would have enough cultural <laughs> clarity to be like, well, let me use an Afro pick. Like, he'd be like, what is this weird comb? Like, can I use it on my hair? Like, it's... He's never been to the ethnic hair care product aisle in CVS once in his life. He doesn't know what a do-rag is. He doesn't know what. So, but Mel Brooks does. He wrote a movie with Richard Pryor. They made uh, some pretty classic race jokes in Blazing Saddles that are yeah. like are still great to this day, you know. And so he had the yeah. the the sort of cultural know-how to like to 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 navigate that. And it was fucking awesome. And the whole movie's filled with stuff like that. Having lived in New York for as long as I have now, I, there's a bunch of like Jewish jokes that I didn't get when I was a kid because there was no Jewish community um, in my hometown. So I didn't get a lot of these, right. like, you know, uh, these, these, 
those cultural jokes. And I was like, I have a new appreciation for things that I didn't get, you know, when I, as a kid. So Spaceballs, man. I, there, I've, I missed a lot of things, you know, that, that I noticed in this, in this round yeah. just things or things that I sort of forgot about, like in the opening text crawl. Yeah. They just call Spaceballs <sighs> chapter 11. <laughs> Damn, dude. Which they is went like hard. Yeah. Such, they just, it's such a dig on Lucas, but it's also funny because it's like chapter 11. Yeah. <laughs> like could that's be amazing. Like bank- bankruptcy. Yeah. Bankruptcy. But yeah, like, so good. But it's, but it's just the idea that Spaceballs and the story that they're telling in Spaceballs is supposed to be chapter 11 yeah you know it's just so it's like screw you man. again it's a with it's your, yeah it's a multi-tier burn yeah with your baloney numbering system we're, we're gonna make a chapter yeah. 11 like that's, that's it might be six it might be nine but originally it was supposed to be a 14 movie yeah. series like what dude that's brooks was it. all over that yeah you know? that's amazing Mc, i didn't McClunky, even realize that mcclunky <laughs> That's Dude, what yeah. it always was supposed to be, man. It was always supposed to be McClunky. That uh, that joke, by the way, that like a, like an example of a joke that I didn't get until I was an adult and like started hanging out with some Jewish people. That threat that they were gonna like to her dad that they were gonna give the princess her old nose back. That's was clean. Yeah, yeah. Rick Moranis is a, a real joy. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a gem in that film. Yeah. I love how we just talk, we just moved on to Spaceballs. It's just Spaceballs, dude. Let's just everybody should just watch Spaceballs. It's the best, the definitive yeah. Star Wars sequel. In hindsight, it's the best Star Wars sequel out there. That uh, Man. I don't know. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. What else? We'll get back to that. What else yeah. about Rise of Skywalker? What What else uh, was going on? What was there? I gonna? I, had, I mean, I feel like I. I mean, I think the best on. thing is that it gives us so much. It gives us so much fodder oh, for yeah. our own version of it. Like we already have got this mapped out with, yeah with what we came up now. with because of rise of skywalker is make is made me so happy like it's because we weren't even sure we were going to do anything like we're like i don't know if we want to keep doing this like it's because it's a lot of work like to, to make jokes that make sense within the scene in a way that make it still looks yeah. like the people are saying it and to, to edit scenes to to look the way we want them to like it's just it's headaches that we weren't sure we're going to be worth it again. We didn't know if we had anything else to say, but having seen all three movies, we're, we're on it. We got know? something to say. Yeah. We got something <laughs> to say. It's going to be, it's, yeah. it's hopefully it's going to be as good as it, it, it has been for us just telling, making each other laugh again in the process. You know, that's, that's always important. It Can we make be, each other it laugh? It will be a little bit different. Uh, yeah. It will be a little bit different than the previous ones, but then again, you know, each sort of, trilogy is a, is a little bit different but yeah it's gonna be really snappy and really weird uh you know it's i, I think um i think we're t- kind of aiming to, to to not dive too deep into the story um yeah but not 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 di- not dig too deep into some continuation of the story like it will still be in the same world yeah we'll use like the blueprint we'll we'll we'll, we'll follow our own rules but yeah we're not gonna like try to just like get our our heads up our own asses about you know telling our story you know it's right 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 like it's gonna it's gonna have creepio it's gonna have some lasers you know it's gonna singularities shit you know it's gonna have all that stuff which like it's, which by the way um do they are things are they called lasers in the star wars universe in the star wars universe they are now because like, luke does, said laser sword you know in uh the, the, did he? The, yeah, he says, like, what did you expect? That I was going to show up and single-handedly face down a whole army with my laser sword? Like, he just said that. 
Did he really? Yeah, he 100% said lasers, laser sword. I feel, I'm trying to think of any other examples where they say lasers, but I've... Well, I, I mentioned it because C-3PO said something about lasers. Like, it's a laser fight or something. Oh, shit. Um, it's a laser fight. First, <laughs> yeah, like, I got... Some, he said something about lasers, and I thought it was really funny. But I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Laser sword. That's a... <laughs> huh. You know, it's really funny too. We talked about this, but we've never, I don't think we've ever openly mentioned it. Uh, Mark Hamill is as good of an actor as the director he's working with. He's not just, you can't just set him loose on his own and expect a, a stellar performance. He needs good guidance. And I thought he was tremendous in The Last Jedi. Ditto. But I remember going into it. I, I was really worried, and I think you were too. I don't want to speak for you, but the, even just his body language in at the end of The Force Awakens was really troubling. He didn't, it was, it, I was like, oh no, I don't think this guy's ready to act again. Like that was the way he took his hood off was just really forced and awkward. And it just, I was like, oh boy, do we really need Luke Skywalker that badly? Like he doesn't look like he's up to the task. Like he's done a tremendous job as the Joker, like his VO work, amazing. Yeah, sure. Like, but that's like, you know, the the, bat, the the crews behind all of those productions are stellar crews. Like they're 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 he was working with talented production teams to get those performances. So the way he was in the Force Awakens, and then I, I was like, okay, maybe I was wrong because the way he was in the Last Jedi was fantastic. He was grouchy. He was sad. He, he was gave an inspiring. He gave an incredible performance yeah. in the Last Jedi. And then he showed up in. The, the rise of Skywalker and he was just the same old dope again. And I was like, dude, it's JJ. JJ doesn't know how to work with this guy. He probably just like, you're a legend, baby. You do what you do. You're Luke Skywalker. You're really well, him. One, one, yeah. One gets the impression too, that maybe that maybe Hamill pulled Abrams aside and said like, can we fix the lightsaber thing? You yeah. know, can you just give, can you give me a line? Like Luke, you know what Luke would do right now? Like he would, he would say, you respect your lightsaber. And like yeah. JJ was like, yeah, go for it, dude. Yeah. He's like, you know we're, better. Cause you're really Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Cause that's yeah, one thing that you're really Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Cause that's one thing that is publicly known now that, that there was Hamill had a little bit of resentment for Ryan Johnson because he was like, I don't think Luke Skywalker would be this way. And Ryan Johnson was like, shut up. You're an actor. Like you're not, you've never once been the storyteller. You've never once written a single piece of, Luke Skywalker dialogue, just read the lines, stay in your lane, bro. And Mark Hamill has <laughs> been basically on a smear campaign against the last Jedi rallying all these I, people I guess to like, everybody has man. Everybody's yeah. bitching about it. Yeah. You got, you got, um, you get all the other actors like throwing shade yeah. at Ryan Johnson and the last Jedi. And it's totally whacked out to me. And you said it yourself, you know, especially man. in lieu of this. Yeah. He was a Ryan Johnson's been handling it like a classy boss. Like he just made another movie, released it around the same time as Rise of Skywalker, and it's just been killing it. Like that movie, he, it speaks for itself. He hasn't said a thing. Yeah. He's just like, I'm good. You guys can hate it all you want. Like I know it was good. I really, I believe that he timed it out that oh, way. Oh yeah, I would love if that's what happened. <laughs> he, 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 right? If he was like, I'm gonna write and direct my own film, and it's going to be a box office smash mm -hmm. and it's going to be a critical success. Yeah. Like super critical success. Like, and I'm going to release it like a couple weeks before. <laughs> yeah. Before the last, before the rise of Skywalker. Like that would be, 
it just feels like that's what happened. Yeah. You know? And I just, I, 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 I like to think that I, I could see the future of history well enough to know that on a long enough timeline, the last Jedi will be remembered as one of the better star Wars films period, like next to empire. <clears throat> and yeah. just, and I think he is probably pretty secure in that knowledge too. Um, and we're, and we're, we're in a weird stage culturally as well, where routinely now critical and, and audience reception are vastly inverse of each other on every movie. Yeah. If a movie does poorly critically, the audience score is going to be like nineties. Cause the audience thinks that the critics are out to get them. The audience thinks that like they're, they're, it's a conspiracy theory now for like critics to make you hate or enjoy movies that you might not hate or enjoy. It's it's like they think the critic's right. job is to make you feel the opposite that you should feel about a movie. And it's like they're all against you. And it's like, no, most of the people in the audience review are it's been proven. It's Russian bots. Like every site has been compromised. It's just social manipulation by robots <laughs> to make you feel this way. And then you hear those robots. and You're like, yeah, I agree with that robot. Like this movie, you're wrong, critic. And like, but the the critic is presenting an argument in a way that is critically makes sense. When you're just like, and most of the user reviewers are just like, critics are stupid. This movie's awesome, and that's it. You've given me nothing to right. change my opinion, and it's, and that's just sort of how I feel about it. And I, that's why I think that, and you know, like you look back and 20, 30 years from now, they'll be like, yeah, in the Last Jedi when it first came out, everybody, if you if you believed what you heard, everybody hated it, but it's actually one of the best films in the, it did the most to change things. It did the most to move things forward. It did the most to comment on what had happened before it, you know, it just, and, yeah. and it did the, the most to, to make new rules based on the old rules. And, and I don't know. I totally agree, man. I, I want to actually go back and look at some of those reviews of empire. seems like an, 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 yeah, I think that's yeah, interesting. Absolutely. It's tougher because there was no internet back then. So you had to look for like, like people have made scans. There wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Right. I'm I hate to break this to you, but I hate to be the one to tell you this, but <laughs> the internet's only been around for like a year. It's uh, um, Man. but so but like, but like the available media is like kind of just uh, relegated to scans of like people writing into magazines and things like that. So it's like your fan response yeah. is going to be a lot more of a limited pool, but the way they're talking about it and the things they had to say are almost completely similar. And there was an interesting thing too. People were like, look at this fan petition that they made to, to get rid of Tim Burton's Batman when Michael Keaton was Batman. The fan backlash was like, apparently really crazy. They were like, he's not Batman. Mm -hmm. Like the fans always know best. And it's like, and then in the, at the end of the day, they really don't. <laughs> it's like that Batman is awesome. <laughs> Michael Keaton was a, 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 an amazing Batman. Like he was a different kind of Batman, but we gave him a chance and that they may not have given him today. You know, like who knows what they would have done yeah. if that movie came out today. And like they listened to the voices that were the loudest. Um, they, they fixed Sonic. Yeah. Something. Uh, to be that. fair though, that's, there are exceptions. That might to the be rule. a good move. That was a good move. Yeah. That Sonic was, <laughs> yeah, was trash. Cause it's, that's a different kind of movie too. That was a video game adaption movie, which historically have been, so bad, largely because the people producing them have completely missed the point. 
of what made the game cool or popular. Um, and they were definitely on track to do that. They, they do the, they do the classic move that I, I just cannot fucking stand, but they've done it my entire life. Every time they try to adapt a popular toy or cartoon or video game franchise into a film, they try to figure out how to make it realistic. And they did that with He-Man. Yeah. I watched He-Man recently or Masters of the Universe, which is kind of awesome. Oh, wait, you watched it? Did you watch that recently? I watched it recently too. I, I did. And it's, and it's a way better movie that than movie. I remember it. I hated that movie as a kid. I watched it. I'm like, this actually isn't a bad movie. It's a good cheesy sci-fi movie. And it's like, but they did that thing where they're like, oh, He-Man is going to encounter real boys and girls because that's what you are. And that's like, no, He-Man is in a different universe. Like, that he's the master of like why we don't need earth to like yeah. ground us in any sort of like believability. We don't, ha we don't need that connection to like, for us to, to connect with this media, just make he man. And it's like, no, no, no. He's going to run into Courtney Cox and it's going to make sense. Trust <laughs> us. Like we know best. And it's like, fuck, no, you don't like, um, what, no. how did you feel about masses of the universe <laughs> when you saw it? Uh, I was sort of zoning in and out, but it, I thought it was hilarious and it's so kind of fun. Dude, I love that the first yeah. encounter they had with uh uh with human with humanity with human was uh was a with barbecue human. was a barbecue chicken joint. <laughs> and they were just like, <laughs> are these ribs? Like they were just like, or like man and man at arms had no problem. He's like, it's ribs, and he's just digging into it. And Tila was like, This is a bone? This is from an animal? And he's like, Yeah, eat it up. <laughs> and there was this weird, like morality split between the main characters like she's vegan and was like grossed yeah. out by it and man at arms is like i'm a man of the field you eat what's available like at any time because you don't know when you're gonna eat again and dolph lundgren <laughs> was just greased up the whole time i mean who was that movie yeah. for because it wasn't the kids like that was <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i was like dolph bro you got some butt cheeks Yeah, so let's. Uh, I would say we we yeah we we sufficiently covered our thoughts and feelings on Star Wars. Mando was pretty good. I don't think there's much to say about it. We had problems with that too. Maybe in the next podcast we can recap Mando. I don't know. Other than that, I guess uh, yeah. Keep on checking up, checking for updates, new videos. Uh, keep supporting us it's always appreciated and we're out there engaging with those with you guys uh, more than ever um, check out our links I don't know it's always all hard that to remember stuff. all this shit yeah it's like it's all in one place we just you know where to find us <laughs> yeah yeah be on the lookout for um, you know a bunch of upcoming cool new stuff yeah we're gonna be diving back into the studio um, it's been kind of tough to get back into the studio right after the holiday and, you know, both kind of feeling under the weather, but yeah, uh, it's, it's happening. We get things, we get things are coming, we got things coming down, down the line. And, uh, I'll come back too with, uh, new episodes of Excelsior as well. We're just going to just get everything Ew. back on track. And I yeah. might actually, um, I mean, one of the reasons why I piggybacked Excelsior onto this podcast is because we just already paid for the unlimited storage on SoundCloud and it's just didn't yeah. seem worth it to me to like also pay for another podcast to exist but now i found a service that where i could maybe just upload all of the old episodes and start uploading new episodes on a separate account so it's not as convoluted and confusing to people who are looking for our, the arl knots podcast or who are also looking for the excelsior podcast and 
it doesn't necessarily show up when you search for it because it's under the RL Nods podcast. So, uh, right on. Just look at it, clean things up, and keep it going. I know a lot of you have asked for you know the status of that as well because it's hopefully been helpful to some people that need that kind of help. Uh, yeah, right on. That's all I got. Cool. If you're in New York, hit me up if you want to learn how to fight because that's just a thing I do now. I just teach people how to fight. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, you can, always, you can always use it. You know, it's uh, reach personal out to training, me. man. Personal training, you yeah. Get, yeah, I get get on for a couple sessions. Yeah, man, I'll teach you how to choke somebody out multiple ways. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> and on that note, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, it's good to be back in the podcast world, and uh, we will talk to all of you soon. Hell yeah. See you guys later. See y'all.